friends welcome back to divine healing by d today i have on adam c hall he is the author of divine genius on learning the curve and he shares his 13 universal wisdom teachings and the genius process that led to his transformation this happened to him when he was on the shores of santa barbara california and to the jungles of brazil and peru he is a futurist speaker author social architect impact investor advisor he was 27 years as a ceo he spent that much time and a serial entrepreneur and he says he is a earth conqueror ultimately turning to the role of earth keeper he's the founder of three successful real estate development companies and he is also a trained shaman teacher of the course of miracles he's as the ceo of renaissance capital he raised 1.5 billion in capital investment to rescue and conserve premier natural landscapes he also spent two decades as an impact investor dedicated to the quadruple bottom line people planet profits with purpose and he founded the Earthkeeper alliance there's just so much to say about this really accomplished author and i'm very looking forward to speaking to him and talking to him about his book so here is adam yeah. so why is your book called divine genius and what is a divine genius exactly well, it's wonderful to be here with you today and all your audience, and I'm excited to talk about uh, the divine genius, and the subtitle as well is The Unlearning Curve. Mm -hmm. And um, what I found in terms of cultivating and just kind of tuning into that creative muse as a writer, I mean, is that, the, that within us, within each of us, we mm -hmm. have a gift. There is yeah. a genius that invites us into sharing, well, our greater light, our love, our gifts and genius with the world. And that's where the creative parts of our lives come in. In other words, we can get out of that old left brain. I knew in my journey that I needed to get out of that linear more traditional way of thinking and functioning in the world, a very masculine way, if I do say as a man, and really to embrace this other aspect of, of, our, of my life, which is our, this more creative, more feminine, more integral place where we can live fully in our joy and our excitement. And in that journey, I left that old mindset, that kind of ego mindset, that I was referencing and into a new mindset. And that new mindset I refer to as genius. It's the divine part of our lives. It's the part of our lives that holds us in the love, in the light, in the joy, in the abundance of our life. So this book is, is dedicated to the divine genius with, within all of us. And that's how it came about. And it, it just is exciting to share it with you today and your audience. Yes. So can you remember like the first memory or something that happened, a story perhaps that uh, you said to yourself, you know, I'm a bit more sensitive than other kids or I feel a little bit different. Like I could feel like the black sheep of the family. When did you know that you had a message to tell other people? Well, um, the, the journey to the voice of, 
the story or the gift or the genius within myself uh, mm-hmm. is a journey in and of itself. In other words, mm-hmm. you know, through the pain comes the gift. Through the yeah. trauma comes the gift. If we choose to show up and in, in, in to, in to stop living in our past, but to really embrace our present moment and, and what we have. And that journey for me we, was was a bit windy in its own way because for the most part, I've been very blessed. I've been, you know, I grew up in mm-hmm. a nice home and had a nice family and all these things. But within myself, there was a mm-hmm. deep inner wounding uh, of my own inner child, my that, that little Adam, so to speak. And the that emerged through... You know, my early parts of my life, of course, like most of us, these events mm-hmm. occur early in our life. You know, in my first book, I wrote The Earthkeeper, Undeveloping the Future, that I spoke to some of that deep inner pain, like being on fire when I was 12 years old, um, or the sense of abandonment that I felt from my parents, both my both my mother and, and, and father. And so that conditioning it became a kind of a default mechanism for how I began to live my life really mm-hmm. in fear versus love. So during the early part of my journey, it was about, you know, really feeling into those deeper parts of my, my own pain and my own traumas through either being on fire or not being heard or being, the perpetrator in the family that was causing the the, the, the trouble, you know, whatever it, it is for you or anybody, mm-hmm. you know, it's powerful to revisit these places and unlock and, you know, and reclaim what I found is my power to write a new story. And this is an awesome time. And I would imagine you're thinking the same. It's a time <laughs> to write a new story for ourselves yeah. and for our planet, because we have a lot of challenges out there. <laughs> you're telling me absolutely so I wanted to ask you this little side question you are surrounded by a lot of women you have daughters and you have granddaughters correct yes I have three beautiful amazing daughters and five five granddaughters and you know what the percentage of that happening (laughs) can't you point three percent of having that happening and of course they're my greatest teachers they're my greatest loves but they're also my greatest teachers how do you how do they influence you because it's not very easy to be around all that feminine energy how do they come yeah so how do they influence your work and what you do well thank you for that and that's an important question because you know in the bigger the, the bigger context is how do our relationships impact our life? And here it is yep. for me, the greatest impact in my life has been my, my daughters and my granddaughters, my daughters in particular, you know, have been offered me a chance to, to, to as kind of a, a mirror and in the pain of this, this difficult divorce that, that I went through that they went through. And mm-hmm. all that that entailed and all the pain of their own sense of whatever was going on for them, the abandonment or seemingly loss of their father, their way of life of all the things. And it 
offered me a chance to get out of my own little pain of myself. It offered me a chance to be more receptive and discerning about what was really going on for my children instead of mm-hmm. you know living the narcissistic life of a you know earth conquering businessman in the world you know the win or lose business world so it really offered me an invitation to come into more of a, of a connection with my own feelings my own sense of emotional intelligence and and so it was it was it, it 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 was profound it continues to be profound the it's the beauty of the relationship that i have although it continues to be in its journey is that it's grounded in a deep foundation of 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 unconditional love no matter what we have that within our relationship even as it continues to evolve now my grandchildren I mean, my gosh, they have enlivened me with the magic um, of being alive, the magical child, not only in their lives, but within myself to come back to that that deep sense of curiosity, that unabandoned nature of just living and being in the moment and the curiosity of being alive in the joy of whatever it may be. So it's been great to build those relationships and form that relationship that has enlivened that magic within myself. So it's been, been very profound. And thank you for checking in with me about the loves of my <laughs> life, my children and grandchildren. Of course, I come from a big family of all girls, so I had to ask that question. And I don't. I feel like <laughs> a lot of men don't really talk about their relationships with the women in their family. So I think it's important to, that was very sweet. Um, like very, that was beautiful. Well said. Is, is unconditional love one of the 13 universal teachings? Like, is there something, what, what are they? If you can give like a brief summary of them. Yes. Well, in the divine genius, the unlearning curve, I share these 13 universal wisdom teachings. Each of us has wisdom that comes through our own experience in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we learn and we grow. And you know, I, by the way, I think my, my grandchildren are offering me great wisdom and reminders. So it's, mm-hmm. it's not an age thing per se, but what the 13 universal wisdom teachings are universal in, in the sense that they're original wisdom teachings. In other words, these teachings can support all of us into letting go of past conditionings, limiting belief systems, letting go of a mindset of ego that keeps us separate from our earth, from our children, from our relationships, and really to embrace a totality of who we are in our interconnectedness, our one, our divinity, our divine design that we have as as geniuses and these 13 wisdom teachings offer us a chance to experience things maybe in a new way that we haven't for example Mm -hmm. one of the teachings is is love and Mm -hmm. it's love in the sense that we are moving it offers us insights in the process to move away from conditional love which basically says, if you do X, Y, and C, 
I'm going to love you kind of in the most simple way verse I love you no matter what and it reminds me of the the Rumi poem if if I love myself I love you if I love mm-hmm. you we love each other and that's not the exact quote but the idea of that Rumi is that when we come into a deeper self-love do we love ourselves and accept ourselves unconditionally mm-hmm. We can also embrace the love of of the other, and the other yeah. is our connection point as one. So hopefully that makes sense because that yeah. is the wisdom teaching around transcendent love. It's not romantic love. It's not conditional love. It's transcendent. And you know, and there's other teachings there like forgiveness, like peace, like death, like doing and divine being and evolution. So these are very informative accessible wisdom teachings that can help any of us to 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 leap into our our greater totality our greater genius so hopefully that's that's helpful and i encourage everybody to check that out yes definitely especially the forgiveness part i feel like a lot of people are struggling with that right now because since the past since probably covid has started a lot of people's true colors and true personalities no one could really fake it anymore and it's coming up to the surface. And from what I've heard, people are saying, you know, I never really saw that side of this person. I'm I'm surprised. And I think it's just like a common theme, and I think it would be very helpful. But I wanted to know, did your experience in Peru and doing ayahuasca, did that help you with the teachings, like, did it help you write the book? Did it influence it in any way? Well, the use of uh, medicinal medicines in my life, whether it's the ayahuasca or the uh, uh, mushrooms or mm-hmm. you know San Pedro or uh, peyote or other medicinal medicines, um, most certainly can have uh, constructive outcomes. And they did for me. And I want to preface what I'm going to share with you with mm-hmm. by saying medicinal medicines are not for everyone. Okay. And I have only used medicinal medicines in the context of sacred ceremony with very mm-hmm. clear intention, with a, with a master or uh, facilitator that is somebody that I trusted and felt safe with. Okay. And that came recommended. So there's a lot of pop-up things going on around medicinal usage these days. But to your answer your question very specifically, most certainly the ayahuasca it offered an opportunity. And I, I went into the jungles of Peru and worked with the ayahuasqueros at these lodges deep within the Amazon jungle, deep, deep, deep in the Amazon jungle. And that work, that intentional work with the masters uh, Mm -hmm. who created the, who brewed and brought forth the medicine within themselves, not from another person, not handed through a chain of other people and energy fields, but from themselves was, was, let's say, eye-opening to say the least, but it was soul-opening. 
it mm. was really a, a place most importantly for me is I my relationship with the ayahuasca is I affectionately refer to to her as the doctor of death. In other Ooh. words, not not the death of myself, but the death of what no longer serves my soul's journey and fullest expression in the world. So it is a powerful relationship that we can create with medicines. And the ayahuasca is a medicine of death, but death is a rebirth. Let's remember yeah. that always. It's not a one-way ticket, and it's, it's, a, it, it's a two-way exchange. So that is the most important thing to remember and that the rebirthing of my life and my creativity and my expression can come through the use of med- medicines, and it did for me. So that's why you asked the question in the book, can you get out of this life alive? Which the answer is not really because you have to die to be born again. Right? The answer is, the answer, you know, the, the question that is proposed at the first part of the book that it becomes mm-hmm. the b- basis for the entire book and the quest for what I call the grail. And the grail is freeing and liberating ourselves into a greater to- experience of who we are and, as one and our interconnectivity with each ourselves, each other, our community, our families, our planet, and the quantum field in the universe, the abundant field. So the answer is... Yes, you can get out of this lifetime alive, and that is to speak directly to um, not simply the idea of our physicality, because we are not simply physical beings, as we know. We identify as bodies, and that's part of that's that's the problem, because ultimately (laughs) we're not. We're transcendent beings of spirit. We're quantum beings in our interconnectivity. So the idea of the journey is to enter into a, a, a journey which creates psychological death. You know, those who, who die truly live. And to do this mm. now, not when we get to our last breath and go, oh, my God, what did I forget? What did I miss? I, mm-hmm. I, and be in fear of our physical death, but to be in love of our journey beyond death. And we can do that today. It, 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 it'll radically change our, uh, your life experience, and it has for me, into one of a deep stillness and presencing of divine relationship with self, with the beloved, of joy, and really into a place of wellness. So hopefully that makes some sense of the power yeah. of dying consciously now. Yes, that made a lot of sense. Uh, so do you think, or what do you think is the biggest challenge or the greatest challenges facing our planet? What could the listeners do about it? That's not that intimidating. You know, where can we start? Well, first and foremost, every single one of us plays a critical role right now at a critical time on our planet. I don't think I need to emphasize that we are going through tremendous change and we will continue to go through a very hyper rate of change. We're being invited 
into a, an exploration where we can fully express our gifts and genius. Let me share a little bit more on that because mm-hmm. it's very daunting out there. It's hard to, yeah. you know, whether we're making a living or we're just mm-hmm. dealing with COVID or we have this other massive uh, event taking place called climate change, which many of us think is over there. But, you know, in certain places, <laughs> primarily in the northern hemisphere, we're seeing fires and floods and we're, see- we're starting to see the beginnings of what's happening. And it's just the beginning. So this is a time to prepare ourselves to not only think of survival and sustainability, but to really embrace our power to thrive during times of great change. The greatest place of change is happening in Mother Nature. 68% of our biodiversity, according to the World Wildlife Federation just recently, is died off. And this is an indication that we are now entering into a a mass extinction period. That's not the real story. The real story is what do we do about that? How do we embrace our internal climate change? Because that's what's making us sad. That's what's making us angry. That's what's Mm. making us depressed. That's what's keeping us locked in our limiting beliefs. That's what's keeping in our sense of pathology of drinking or drugging or sexing or whatever we're doing to numb that place within ourselves, which is fear, but to embrace the power to choose in every one of us. And here's what we can do right now. Mm. Every one of us can embrace this power to choose a mindset of your genius, a mindset that is connected to everything, not disconnected. We seemingly want to, oh, I can't, I got to turn off this world. I got to get away from this world. I need to just go into my own door and close it up. That's missing the point. The point is I need to be in the fullest capacity of myself because right now, There's no safe places on the planet. There is only safe people. People are what makes our lives safe. Are you a safe person? And if you feel that the world is full of fear and danger, then that means we're not safe because then we react. Like you said, a lot of people are in reaction, conditioned experience, conditioned ego, separate mind. We react and function from that. That's dangerous. That's not being safe. That's not a place of trust. This book I call The Divine Genius, The Unlearning Curve, allows us to unlearn that mindset and really embrace this greater place of trust and safety. But you got to take the power back. Each of us got to say, I'm going to make this choice because I know this is what's in my best interest because I am being driven by the love of myself and the love of the, my life experience, not by the fear of myself and the life experience. So I hope that makes some sense, but we have the power right now to choose. That's the one thing we can do. Forgive the old, forgive ourselves, choose the new, choose your genius, step into your power, and, and it means just showing up to do that. And this book I offer offers a pathway forward to do that. Hopefully that helps. And- yeah, so when you say, can, can I use the word toxic for people who are not safe? Is that what you kind of mean? Because a lot of people, the term like, oh, they're so toxic is being thrown around a lot. Like, And also the term narcissistic. Do you think people are just using that very loosely? 
No, right now? I think it's no. I th- well. I think the idea of t- uh, toxic people, toxic masculinity, you know, the old patriarchal system uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's really got us in this heap of mess in so many ways. I'm not just talking about men. It's not a men right. thing, but obviously men carry the attribute. But there, everybody's involved in this toxicity, so to speak. Mm-hmm. This idea of of, of of narcissism and all of that. And let me just create a little context to this. Okay. Uh, it, it, this it, it, it experience that, that I am putting forth and suggesting to take action on, to empower yourself to take action on, is, is not about changing the world. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about how we experience ourselves in the world. Let okay. me explain a little bit because it's perception. We live in a world that is only constant, we've heard the cliche, is the change. We live in a world that's chaotic. We live Mm -hmm. in a world that has these attributes of toxicity. It has these attributes of of narcissism. And the world also has peace. It has beauty. We live in an incredible planet. It's, It's extraordinary, the gift of life. We live in a world of, 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 of rich people and people that love and care. So which world, what do you want to experience? That's the choice. So when we get to choose into another pattern, then we mm-hmm. choose into how we want to live our lives. In other words, and this, and, and, and this is going to come hard to some people, but when we're experiencing toxicity or we're experiencing narcissism, Mm-hmm. The outside picture is a reflection of an inward condition. In other words, it's a mirror saying, oh, my gosh, my life feels toxic. Oh, my gosh, I don't know what to do. And look at these people. Everybody's absorbed with themselves. But, hey, we're here absorbed in ourselves, too. Move, let's move away from that. Let's move into a place where we can forgive ourselves for that separateness and move into a place where we can begin to see the beauty in what we do. We can begin to share the story of who we are. We can write a new story in a journey away from this old story of toxicity or whatever. So this offers us an opportunity to move beyond being the victim of the world. The world is toxic. The world is happening to me wait a second, let's reclaim Mm -hmm. our power, let's make our choice, it's offering us a a way to learn and grow and unlearn the old ways and embrace the new ways. So there there you have it, there is a way forward and it's empowered within ourselves to make the choice to do that and to show up for it, to not run and hide. Yes, just a lot of people are hiding from it and I feel like you can only hide that long, it's going to catch up with you well well and this is the idea of uh, uh, that I'm putting forth is to reclaim Mm -hmm. your power so life is not happening to you if you want life to happen to you then guess what happens we have disease we have Mm -hmm. death we have unhappiness we have you know suicide rates 
that are uh, at the highest levels that we've ever seen. We have overdose rates at the highest level. You know, all of this stuff, if you want to do that, then just continue with the same old stuff. But if you want to step beyond that, then you get to choose to step beyond that. And that's what I'm advocating. If you want to put your attention there, that's what you're going to get. If you want to empower yourself and reclaim your power, nobody's taking away that power. Nobody. Nobody. And if you give up your power, then, you know, that's your deal. That's that's your deal, and that's what you're going to get in return. But if you want to reclaim it, that's what we can do, and it's time to do it right now, if you ask me, because this is the this is our moment of truth, and it's time to reclaim <laughs> it. Definitely. That was great way to end. Can you tell everybody where to find your book, contact you? Please. Absolutely. And the best way to best way to check out my work, of course, is to go to my website, www.adamhall.solutions. www.adamhall.solutions. I'm offering on there a free ebook, this really cool ebook that shares a, a, a journey to abundance. So how to end the scarcity and the lack in our lives, but into embrace the abundance of our lives and you can get that little book and it also shares the wisdom some of the wisdom teachings and better yet you can go to amazon and my book is available on amazon and i'd love to share that book with you you could pick it up there the divine genius on the unlearning curve by adam c hall and i look forward to hearing from any of you you can always contact me uh through my website Thank you so much. It's been wonderful to be here with everybody today. Thank you so much, Adam. I'll be in touch with you, okay? Thank you again for coming on and sharing your book and story with me. Be well. Take care. Be well. Take care. Back to Sherry in a second, but I just wanted to talk about my favorite vitamins by Mary Ruth's. I love to have the apricot, peach, and mango vitamin D gummies. They are delicious, and I know everybody has seen all these influencers getting these lymphatic drainage massages. Why not start with an amazing supplement in drop form? The lymphatic drops are also awesome. And I just got some new products that I'm going to try that I'm excited to, um, you know, implement into my diet. And if you guys want a code, it's Mary Ruth. You just go to their website, Mary Ruth Organics. It's an amazing company. It's all vegan, all natural, delicious. Use code Mary Ruth at checkout for a discount. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I just wanted to give you a friendly reminder. If you like what you're listening to, if you like my content, if you like my podcast episodes, really appreciate ratings on Apple, reviews, subscribe, share to your friends, family, anyone you really think would benefit it. And thank you always for the support.